When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Peter Vance, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Peter, I want to ask, because like I've seen other interviews, other conversations you've had. Mm-hmm. Now, like you have, it's pretty similar to me. Like I grew up in the 90s, the early 2000s. I was really into pop music. I seen the kind of, I guess what you call like cover album or cover art for like this nothing to lose. And I was like, why does this look familiar? I was like, it just, and then I was like, oh, it's like Brian Adams greatest hits. I found that. And I was like, that looks similar to that. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just like the Vance in your name, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I think the guy's name is Phil Vassar and he had a song like just another day in paradise. Oh, I look at that. I look at that background that you have and just the scene. I'm like, man, that instantly comes to mind. I'm like, there's that song. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure Peter don't want to hear that because like, <laughs> no, I'm a no, musician too. Yeah, no, I love it though. I love it. Yeah, and they're but, definitely influences. But mm. tell me, like, how you got into like the '80s and '90s stuff? I have brothers now. I yeah. used to be up in the morning to go to school, and I think they called it like Clubhouse at the time or whatever. And you'd buy like the CDs. So yeah. my brother would play it in the shower, and I'm just like, I have no idea what this is. And then years <laughs> later, I'm like, now I know who Goo Goo Dolls are. Yeah, but that's how I started getting into that side of music, but. Do you have like a similar story or was it my, or was yeah. like parents were like, uh, my parents for sure. My parents, uh, you know, raised me on, you know, a lot of the the hit music from the eighties and nineties, actually my dad. Um, so my dad, obviously they both grew up, um, on sort of the, what I call the, like the hair rock era of music. Okay, yeah. And it's funny cause I'm actually, I'm actually a huge diehard fan of that stuff myself. You know, everything from Van Halen to kiss to poison to all that kind of stuff. So, but they were, they were really big into that, especially. And my dad was actually in sort of a, a hair rock band when he was my age, actually ended up getting offered a record deal down in Nashville with this this company called Murr Records at the time. And he, he didn't take it though. But so I was always, yeah, I was raised around that kind of music and, you know, well, especially, you know, country as well. Cause you know, I am, I am doing country now for sure, but the country is part of it too. But like they were introducing me to Brian Adams and Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is a huge influence of mine. Thanks to them. They definitely had that, you know, gave me that influence for sure. Do you sometimes like bother your, your dad about that? Where it's like, dude, you could have gone to Nashville. And he's like, shut up. Peter. Oh my goodness. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> all, all the time. Actually. I'm like, dad, like, you know, like you could have been a rock star. <laughs> like you're living my, you had my dream there and like yeah so he's just like i want to talk about peter shut up leave me, <laughs> yeah. leave me alone yeah I, I do like though that you mentioned like bon jovi because like this kind of made maybe aged me like i know that you said you grew up with it in the 80s 90s mm-hmm. but like i remember bon jovi and like i remember the song uh living on a prayer mm-hmm. and but my first one that i really watched was like on a much was it yeah much more countdown Okay. And yeah. It's like there's like misunderstood, and I think yep. it's like it's my life. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. you're you're pretty young. Like I I like you're younger than me, but I remember yeah. watching it, and I'm like, I love this new band Bon Jovi. And then <laughs> my brother band. was like, What are you talking about? And then he showed mm-hmm. me like the old pictures. I'm like, now now I don't feel as cool listening to Bon Jovi because I'm just like, look at that, yeah. look at that hair. But like, 
I, I remember watching it or like listening to the video or watching the video and listening to the song and being like, man, this is like the coolest song ever. Oh yeah. And then like when they show me the old stuff, I'm like, that's good. And then they did, I think like kind of like a country crossover where it's like, who says you can't go home. And oh like, yeah. This, this dude is, he can do anything. I'm just like, put him on country music. <laughs> yeah. They've had, they've had longevity for sure. But I love, I love both those sing, those songs. Yeah. 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 Love, you know, I've got to download that one later on my phone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't have it, but I, I read that like Keith Urban is a big influence to you. And I can mm-hmm. kind of see that because again, where you grew up with this type of music, but you're on country Keith Urban. Like I always say, Garth Brooks to me was kind of like that crossover or Shania. Yeah. I, I yeah. Admit, like you're of Canadian. You got to love Shania. Yeah. But, it's like to see them kind of transgender it, like from like, it's no longer just country. Like it can kind of be a little bit poppy. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. I forget that. Like Keith Urban, when you turn on CMT and you'd have like your Toby Keats, mm-hmm. your Tim McGraws, then like Keith Urban comes on. I'm like, oh, this guy's like a big deal because he's yeah. like bringing pop into country. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm like, what do you mean? I love it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Keith Urban, man, Keith Urban is just one of those those key players, you know, for the change in, in country music. But yeah, like you mentioned, Garth Brooks as well. I mean, Garth Brooks, I think, you know, was the first guy, I think something to do with him tracking better than Michael Jackson or something at the time. Okay. Or something. I don't know. I can't remember the, the stats now, but like, I just remember reading this headline one time where they said like Garth Brooks was like the first country singer to cross over to the pop charts. And I think, yeah, he, I think he like was a step, a couple, a couple of steps on the chart above Michael Jackson, you know, one month, nice. or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I remember following like these kind of headlines like that and just seeing that like, you know, country music and, and especially like, you know, through Garth and Keith, you know, it can be pop. It can be, it can be this kind of amalgamation of different, uh, different influences. My favorite thing, like, I know like PBS sometimes will show you like around Christmas time, like they'll show like the advertisements of like buy this CD or buy this. And I, th- I don't know if it was PBS that showed it. I was just flicking through the channels one time and I think they were advertising like, like a Garth Brooks DVD. Okay. And I thought it was kind of really crazy. Now I don't know if it was just him being more humble or if they just, you know, played it up for the DVD. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to sell out, I think it was like Central Park or whatever in like New York. Oh, and yeah. Talk, and they talk about like how he kept on checking outside or his manager. And he's like, oh, my God, you're going to tell me like no one showed up. Like you're <laughs> telling me like no one's. And I was just like, I don't see how that's possible. But like I yeah. kind of seen it because it's New York compared to like Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. kept on telling him like, no, we have to move Rose back because there's that many people. And then when he went yeah. to see it, he was like overwhelmed. I'm like. I don't know if you're playing that up, Garth, because I'm pretty sure you know you're a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's kind of tempting because you're like, if you don't know how a different audience is going to react, it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I thought it was kind of cool. But at the same point, like if he's being very humble, that's crazy that you're like that big of a deal in like country. <laughs> yeah. And you're like nervous where it's like, we didn't sell out at all. I'm like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. I'm like, even if you got 500 people in New York, you'd be happy. But it's like yeah. back up for Rose. And I'm just like, I mean, come on, Garth. Come yeah, on. one yeah. guy from the dream, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's crazy. That's incredible. And tell me a little bit about like your musical journey. Like, yes, your parents got you into mm-hmm. it, interested in, but like that can only get you so far. At some point, yeah. you got to pick up a guitar, or you got to go mm-hmm. out and sing. And somebody there says, <laughs> "Buddy, get off the fucking stage." Yeah, or, or you, go, yeah. you know what? I, I'm going to stick with it and get better. So tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Well, first of all, I need to mention that my parents, you know, instilled quite the work ethic in me. My family actually, but I come from business people. They own a couple uh, hardware stores and you know, and and furniture stores across the island. So, you know, the whole business side of things, you know, came from them almost before music because I was just growing up around that sort of stuff. So the work ethic was there, but hearing about my dad playing in the band, hearing stories with that. And then, of course, my mom was 
in a little, you know, singing group with her sisters, home in Lewisport, where I'm from, I'm from central Newfoundland. And then, so that kind of, you know, made me want to say, okay, I'm going to start my own band. I'm going to, you know, get some buddies and do that sort of thing. So I had my first original band actually in the sixth grade uh, and we would play my original songs in the sixth grade. So at assemblies and talent shows, that sort of thing, you know, just thinking back to then, like, I mean, I mean, since then I've been in cover bands, Canadian, you know, cover bands with my buddies and, you know, classic rock cover bands. Cause you know, yeah. it's definitely, definitely a classic rock town as, uh, as you know, we like to say, but you know, so I was always developing my, you know, chops with, you know, just playing in, in these cover bands back in, back in central somehow realized that, you know, the only way to get anywhere with it is to do your own original music. And I just been, yeah, I just been pursuing that. And I've been in a couple, couple original bands and released, you know, pop music. Like you said, I'm definitely into pop music and, uh, yeah. And now I'm finally, I'm finally doing the full circle and doing country music. So how does that come to be? Cause I know like, I like to hear musicians kind of story. Like I know everyone will kind of harp sometimes on musicians of like, they went from here, like this stage of their career to this, to this, but then like, you'll always read in the bio where it's like, they're doing, they're doing their own thing now. It's like, okay, well, why weren't they doing their own thing to begin with? But like, I get it when you're young, you're kind of like, okay, I want to get my foot in the door first, do something. And then kind of like, then I'll branch out. Like, and I never really thought about it, but like sometimes when you see artists now and you're like, why aren't they charting? And you're kind of like, that got to be upsetting to them. It's like, no, they're, they've done that. Like I yeah. remember when Bruno Mars first came on the scene, I was like, man, this guy's pretty good. Like you don't see him charting now, but yeah. you still like his music. And he's probably like, dude, like, you know who I am. If yeah. you want to go listen to me. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting. So like, how do you kind of separate like, you know, when, when someone does say, okay, I'm focusing on like my own individual art now, like mm-hmm. take me through that process. Cause like, I know I'm in a different realm than you in mm-hmm. terms of like, we're still in media, but I remember starting this podcast and trying to figure out like, do I want to be the funny guy? Do I want to be the guy that's like, you know, sits here with a mm-hmm. suit and tie and be like, actually we're going to have a very intro. And I was just like, man, like that, it doesn't come across as me. Like no. I want to come across yeah. like very, like when you turn on, if you see me on the street, you're like, man, I, it sounds like he's doing a podcast with me on the street like he would. And I'm just like, that's what I want you to get. But like, mm-hmm. is, is that like the kind of crossroads that you came at? Like, yeah, when I sing at a local bar compared to singing on stage. I want you to feel like it's the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's actually that's a good point to mention, because I had released some singles, you know, under the pop genre, just found like I wasn't being myself. I wasn't being true to where I came from, the kind of music I grew up around. And it was actually only until I started playing, playing here on George street in St. John's. And I started, you know, just playing these cover gigs with my acoustic guitar that I really was like, okay, so the pop thing, that's not really me. I'm, I'm more of a yeah. singer songwriter, country pop rock, organic kind of uh, kind of individual. And, and, you know, that's what made me realize that. So it's, it's great. You mentioned that because I do feel like and at this point in my life, I want to do, you know, what's really and truly me, you know? So, yeah. yeah, it's like if someone's if someone goes to watch you at like a, a pub or a bar or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're paying for you, it's like they want you to be like, OK, he's really into what he's doing compared to mm-hmm. I'm just doing it because I know, you know, the song and I want you to hear my version of the song. And they're like, OK, but you're not into it. Like, it's like a whole yeah. loop where it's like, but I'm yeah. singing it because it's popular and you'll know it. But then they're like, but you're not into it. So what difference yeah. does it make? Like, I don't know if you know this guy, but I'll mention it. Like Bailey Jordan was a guy that we've had on oh, this yeah. podcast before. And yeah. like Bailey comes across, like he's very polite, very nice, but he's very like genuine with the sense of him saying like, 
if you like what I you if you go and see me, you know what to expect. But it's never like a come across like I'm Bailey Jordan. This is me. It's almost like you know what, Bailey. Like now, the way you presented it to me, I'm gonna go listen to, it and I'm just like, yeah, I can see that as a Bailey Jordan song, and I yeah. don't see it as anything else anymore. Like if someone's yeah. like, I'm covering Bailey Jordan, I'm just like, no, no, you're not, because that's Bailey. <laughs> that's yeah, to see exactly. So, yeah, the yeah. the ethnicity, and I guess the authentic, I guess the authenticness of it is more yeah. or less like that's what you come to see. Like a really good example that I think is like. Everyone gives credit to Luke Combs for Fast Car, and I will too, because it is a good version. But mm-hmm. like nothing, nothing beats Tracy's version. But yeah. if anyone is going to do a version that makes it sound that good, it's Luke. Yeah. But it's just like I, I find like sometimes online you'll see like the hatred of like how could he? I'm like, listen, he did a damn good job. He did of that he song. Did. So if you're gonna like be like, I still like the other version, like that's fine. But yeah. God, that could have sounded horrible, but it didn't. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some people are, are purists, I think, you know, and don't want to see people do fresh takes with with older music. I think it works well for for Luke because he is such a genuine soul and it comes through in his music that like yeah, you know, his I'll say his his brand of music and his, his brand of country music that he does is you know it's honest it's raw it's real it's just him and acoustic guitar there's no show he's not dressed up in any funky outfits it's him yeah. and i think that's a lot you know i would say there's there's some comparisons there you know you know tracy chapman and that song yeah. in particular because you know you know there's definitely a through line there yeah i guess the uh, the other aspect i want to kind of get into is like you know like the musical side you want to be authentic to yourself but like do you have any like do you sometimes wonder about like certain gimmicks you have like i because i feel like this outfit you have on right now would work for you. Like if you showed up on stage every night with mm-hmm. it, like you, you know, cause some artists do that. Like I'm absolutely music, but like I identify you as, okay. You know, like jean jacket guy. Yeah. Right? Like it's like when I see Luke Combs, I don't think I'd ever see Luke Combs without a hat on and like maybe plaid or like a big size shirt. And then like, that's Luke Combs. Like, yeah, you know, no, like absolutely, if I yeah. Him without a hat on, I'd be like, I don't know if you're Luke Combs, man. <laughs> yeah that's true though it's funny you say that because i actually don't wear a hat that much i just really like this hat but uh actually i think that i don't know if it's just where like i mean I, i'm into that gimmicky kind of stuff yeah. you know anyway like i when i when i you know told myself okay i'm gonna be real i'm gonna be me i'm gonna do it's gonna be country music you know because country music now like i said it's pop and it's rock influence as well but you know when i made that decision to be authentic as we'll say i had to think about okay all this kind of, I'll say, gimmicky, showy kind of stuff, jean yeah. jackets, whatever, bells and whistles, you know, synthesizers, all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't even believe actually is in, in my sing, in my song, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in the background somewhere. But, I, you know, I had to say to myself, okay, well, I mean, I still like that stuff. Yeah. I still like pop music. I still like the the flashiness of that industry, that particular side of things. You know, I guess I referenced Kiss earlier. I mean, I still love the you know, I'll say the showmanship side of music and I still love, yeah, like the, I mean, the gimmicks, I mean, I, I like that stuff too. So it's just finding a balance and finding, you know, okay, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest. The songs are going to be good songs, songs that I can play on acoustic guitar in a pub and it still sound like me and sound real, but I'm going to, I'm going to blend it with this other side of me. That's the, the showmanship side. It's still, the, it's, it's still something that you're mm-hmm. interested in, right? And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I think about it in a way of, kind of the evolution of where country music's gone like you, you can turn on like 
Ariba or Garth or Garth Brooks or Brooks and Dunn, and you kind of know like eighties, nineties, maybe like early two thousands, but like there's a there's a difference in listening to like a, a Brooks and Dunn from like a two thousands, maybe to like mm-hmm. the, the like early nineties, the same way as like early Keith Urban to now. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like they changed. It just means like they probably were like, I like this sound. I want to go with this. It's yeah. like, you know, I'll I'll listen to Sam Hunt. And I remember the first time listening to Sam Hunt, I'm like, why is he talking to me while I'm listening to his music? Oh, I, that's what I just, think too. I'm, I'm glad like, you say that. Yeah. I'm just like, stop <laughs> talking to me. I'm listening to you. But like, but then I'll download the song, listen to it in the car. And then you have Taylor Swift doing it too. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe Taylor did it first and then, but like, yeah, I was just I, I the aspect of it is like, you know what? You're right. Like you're telling me a story, which is kind of like what country's always been about. But now you're talking me through the story. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, you can sing and you can talk. Like, I think there's a song. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think he talked, I, I don't know what, I, it might be goodbye or something from Sam. Okay. But like in the, he's like, he's like, yeah, the time that we drove down to the CMAs so, and I got <laughs> drunk and I'm just like, why are you telling me this in oh, a song? Yeah. So that's uh there's a song he got called uh, break up in a small town. That, yeah. Uh, the yeah. course, the course slaps. It's like the yeah. best pop rock anthemic course. Like I want to flip it myself and do something with it. It's <laughs> that good. I really do. I really do. Yeah. But the verses, he's just talking the whole time. He's like, yeah. You, you remember that time we were parked down by the river and you yeah. did this. I'm like, I just, you know, I, I, I got, I got no interest in that, but yeah. I, I appreciate it because it's, yeah, it's his thing. And he's a storyteller. And I guess to him, that's, that's part of this. That's telling his story in, in his own way. So, so, so know. the funny, the funny story about that, like, I like how you brought that up because when I first, I remember, I think it was like house party was the first song I ever heard from Sam Hunt. And like, that has like very little talking. It's just him. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then when I started hearing like him talk, I'm like, so I download the wrong song. Like, is this, is this him on stage? Like just telling us about, I was like, fuck. And then like, I listened to it some more. I'm like, Oh, there is singing involved. It's just like, I, I just didn't give it a chance, but like that might be like a stick for him or something that he likes, but there are definitely songs. That I'm just like, imagine if you were trying to cover a Sam hunt song. Yeah. And then someone's like, you don't sound nothing. Like, I liked your singing, but you doing the monologue doesn't sound like Sam. Yeah. Hunt. I'm just like, of course it doesn't. Because yeah. I don't sound like Sam Hunt. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've tried it too. So <laughs> yeah. no, like, you don't want to do gotta, it. You got and you envisioned in your mind Sam Hunt. So if like it's like if a girl's just like that time we went down to, and it's like I'm you ruined it for me because now I, I I've only heard Sam Hunt ever talk to me like that. Like what are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like seeing him. Uh, I'm not sounding like trying to make it mean, but it's like someone covering a Taylor Swift song where she talks and it's a male. I and know. It's just like it's like mm-hmm. no, it's like I've only ever heard Taylor 
say that to me what are you i'm lost just yeah. say it, please. <laughs> no I, yeah. I, it's funny you said that too because um i actually did a gig at the rob roy on george street and um someone requested some taylor swift so i gave it i gave it a shot and i got about halfway yeah. through the song like <laughs> i am not taylor swift this is not yeah. gonna work like i, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. just completely shit the bed with it but yeah it was fun. It was a good time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that is when the audience either like applauds your attempt or they turn on you and then you're like, how about some original music? And then they're like, yeah, sh- sure. That's what we're, yeah. Go back to your original music. Yeah. No. I know. Yeah. It's, like, it's uh, like a stand-up comedian, right? Like you're like mm-hmm. telling jokes and if they hit, you're like, this is great. But then when they don't hit and they're like, do you got anything else? You're like, fuck, like I got to go dig in my bag. <laughs> no. like, like, yeah. like I thought this was going to kill. I was like, it was killing you, but not the way I thought it would. No. Uh, yeah. Now with nothing to lose, that's mm-hmm. the, like your latest song that's out. Tell me a little bit about that project, because this is something that I find interesting is like when people kind of bounce around from different, I guess, like directors or composers or like, whoever they're working with. And sometimes it's like they wanted a certain a sound or a certain type, but like, tell me through the process. Cause it, I think it's just an interesting aspect of like why you chose certain people and why yeah. like you chose this song per te- like to make it like, Oh yeah, this is the one that we're releasing. Well, first of all, I, I should mention uh, Clint Curtis. He's my producer uh, and I, I've worked with him uh, in the past on uh, a number of occasions. And he just has a knack first of all, for like just, you know, the pop production, the sheen, the quality that comes with, you know, trying to produce what, what's called the top 40 sound. And I just think he, he, he knocks it out of the park. Really, like, I, you know, I think I just, I wrote this song over the winter. So I got to tell you, I wrote this song in my apartment. It, you know, snow's falling down. I'm a lot, like, it's the total, like, just not the right moment to write a summer yeah. like, <laughs> single, you know, about driving in the, in the hot, in the hot sun and all that stuff. But I, so I wrote this single, you know, because I was thinking, you know, I was thinking back on a time, you know, gr- growing up listening to Keith Urban, listening to these these songs on road trips in the yeah. summer, you know, all all those kind of vibes. And, you know, I just said to myself that, uh, you know, I just thought that this single could be really symbolic. You know, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to lose. You know, at this point, I can, I, you know, if I want to do country, I can do country. If I want to just be myself, I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to try to be anybody else. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I, 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 you know, approached Clint about it and, you know, I said, hey, I think we're doing something different. Uh, I know, you know, country music now, especially in Canada, is really big. And I've always been inspired by, you know, the songs coming out of Nashville and that sort of thing. And, you know, he just said, yeah, like, let's let's try and and meld the both worlds together with the pop sensibilities and just the country hooks, the banjo riffs and, you know, things like that. Yeah, he just kind of, you know, put it together, you know, kind of a, a love child of both our uh, both our music minds. And, uh, yeah, just create something interesting, you know, and still and still fit in with, you know, what's happening in country radio and that sort of thing. See, I like how you took me through that trip because when you're saying in the winter that you wrote this song and you're like, yeah, I don't know, I'm looking at the time like, was he like locked in like snowmageddon or like was there like an avalanche coming? He's like, you know what, I got to make this song because I got nothing to lose at this point. Like an avalanche yeah. is coming right in my yeah. house. But you're right. Like when you said about Keith Urban and like summer hits, I think of like if Keith Urban had to release in the wintertime uh, something like Long Hot Summer, I'd be like, dude, Keith, this has nothing. Like I, I'm not feeling it right now. But then when you're yeah. driving down a highway and you listen to a lot, you're like, all, All right. right, perfect. Good timing, Keith. Good. <laughs> I, it's almost like you knew. Like, yeah, like the equivalent of writing a Christmas song. I mean, like, I know, I know it's July, but like, we're <laughs> gonna release our Christmas song now. And I'm like, you know what? Like, okay, I feel it, but like, I think I'd feel it a little bit more around. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 
It's like, I, I, I think it's because I'm a big fan of the Backstreet Boys. And I think this last year, it was like they released Happy Days around October. Oh, okay. Like, and I, I didn't see the cover art or anything for it first. I was like, yeah, I was like, this sounds like a good celebration song. But then when I seen the cover art, it was more like um, Christmassy. I was like, okay, sure. And then when Christmas time came out and I played it, I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, now I'm really into it. Like, yeah. God damn. But like, I'll listen to it in the summer and I'll look at the, I'll look at the artwork and I'm like, if I'd never seen the artwork, I could probably listen to this during the summer. But now yeah. that I know it's like a Christmas song for me. It's ruined. It's yeah, it's ruined. ruined. You'd never I, be able to listen yeah, to yeah, it any yeah. other time. I can listen to Morgan Wallen's like, was it like a one thing at a time or like whatever that song? Yeah. Because I've yep. heard it during the world juniors. And then I was like, okay. now that is now like a Christmas song to me, but because it still has like a summery vibe, I can listen to it all year round, but I'll yeah. always remember it for being a world junior song. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it. Sometimes it's just that's what it is for people. It's if you know you heard it at a particular moment in your life, and it just you know that's it's always going to be that moment to you when you listen to that song. And yeah. I, I, th- I think personally, like this this single that I that I have happening now. I mean, this I want this song to be that that kind of song for people yeah. as well. You know, oh, I heard this summer twenty twenty three. You know, I want people to look back and say, oh, this is when you first got started in country music and whatever. You know, so I, I you know, I can definitely think of uh, of, of those themes for sure. So- yeah. I don't, I don't know if you'd like this comparison, but I'll throw it out there and then you can be like, fuck you. Okay. But like, right. I, like when I heard nothing to lose, I think of now, like there's certain songs that you kind of remember, but then you kind of like, you, you forget the artist or you're like, man, I remember hearing this at one point in my life. Then you go back and dig it up. And I found out after I was like, I think it's a crush. And I think the, the song is live. And I've heard uh, yeah. that all my life. on like the radio, but just never really like sync the two and two together. And that's what I think it's like for me when I listen to that one. I like I get the vibes yeah. of that. I, yeah. I'm sounding like such like I'm a, someone like oh. twenty, like the vibes. But it's just like <laughs> that's great. I, I, I get the the similarity to it where I'm just kind of like if I listen to this on a Monday and it's raining, then I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll keep it on. And if I'm yeah. listening to it and it's Wednesday and it's sunny, I'll like it's not it's not like a mood song in sense of like. Oh man, I'll only listen to like 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20 when I'm depressed and it's raining. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like I'll listen to it all the time. But I think that in my mind, that's a compliment. You're just kind of like, where the fuck is he going? No, no, I, I know <laughs> what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah. it's like, I like it for that aspect, but there are certain songs that like I will be driving around and I'll be like, no, I can't listen to you right now. I'm not in yeah. that mood. Like, I, I can't, like, Simple Plan, I'm just a kid. I'm like, I'm an adult, but uh-huh. like, everything's going okay. And then there are some days that I'm just like, you know what? I'm late for this appointment. Yep. It's, it's pouring rain out. I can't answer my phone. You know what? Yeah. Then I'll turn on. I'm just a kid. Cause yeah. It's like, yeah, life is a nightmare right now. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you a little bit, like we, we like to do a little bit of the fun aspect, but before, before I get that, I want to ask you one more serious question and then we'll okay. get to like some fun stuff. But like, have you ever gone on stage and like, you're like, okay, I got this. It's, it's, it's all going my way. Like I know what I'm going to do. And it just goes like completely off the hook because somebody either yells or screams at something that you're like, uh, okay, I don't know how to settle that down. Or like <laughs> something just happens throughout the whole set. You're like, killed, it just killed my show. And people yeah. are like, you still did a good job, but you're like, no, inside I know that yeah. killed my show. <laughs> yeah, oh, all the time. Like, I mean, every second week. All I the mean, time. Why don't come on up here? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, sometimes it's a, it's a case of where someone's just ha- not having a great day not having a great day, not into, yeah, not, yeah. you know, coming, especially, you know, when I'm doing the show, you know, if it's a pub show, 
you know, people are coming, you know, it's the end of the work week or whatever. And they're coming just, you know, they want to just drown their sorrows away. They don't, sometimes they don't really they care. Hear, sing us the song of Piano Man. You are exactly. their Piano Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. And so, so sometimes, you know, sometimes they, you know, they don't particularly, I'm not particularly their cup of tea that, yeah. that day. Um, and then other times, I mean, girls started jumping up on stage, you know, after probably a few too many tequila and, you know, just, you know, yeah, started yeah. jumping up on stage and trying to, so it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll have, you know, a couple moments like that, that'll just, you know, derail, derail your night a little bit and, yeah. you know, change your spirit. But I mean, I love what I do. I love playing music and I, I like the, these are good stories. They make good stories, man. I, yeah. You know, I like the adventure that music has been taking me on. So. There that, you go. That, that's when you tell those girls, like it was probably your your mom and her friends, like, Mom, I know you're happy that you're here, but like, Jesus, you're embarrassing me. Like, that's can you funny. get off the stage? Like, yeah. yeah, my mom would too. Trust me, my mom would too. So, my, my mom's the type that when we were doing public speaking when we were younger, she would be like, You'd be like five rows deep, like in, in the stands or whatever, and she would be mouthing what you're supposed And I'm like, I yeah. swear to God, I'm like, I really hope I'm not a prime minister one day because. They have like the double edged camera, one on me and then <laughs> yeah. one on my mom. And it's just like, I swear to take the taxes down. And she's like, and they're like, so who's really making the laws around here? Your mom. And I'm just like, I'm writing it, but I got to, I got to yeah. practice it to somebody. And she's the only one that's going to tolerate it. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Peter, to have a bit of the fun aspect of this, we like to play maybe like a couple of questions of just random questions. Okay. So I, I like, I call it that I lose all the credibility in the world for my podcast because it's literally like a random question generator. Okay. So the first one they have is who would be an artist that you'd like to perform with? That I would like to perform with. Oh man. There's so many. Like there's so many. I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. answer that. I yeah. can't believe it's You're so like, hard. How long do you have? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You know what? I'm up for jamming with anybody. Anybody, man. Local artists, man. I, I Anybody comes at me and wants yeah. to wants to get on stage, wants to play with yeah. me, um, I'm game either way. Of course, you know we all have our heroes. Like some yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, I would love to would love to have a have a jam sesh with Bon Jovi. Oh, absolutely, know? yeah. <laughs> but, I, I'm, not, I'm not even a jammer, and I'd be like, if they were like Bon Jovi wants you on stage, I'd be like, I'm not turning that down. They'd be like, you can't sing or perform. Let him figure that out. Yeah. So I actually I had a nightmare once. I call it a nightmare because I actually did get asked to go on stage with Bon Jovi. And for whatever reason in the dream, I couldn't play guitar and it actually terrified wow. me. So there you go. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that does sound scary. I always yeah. have, the, I'm sure everyone has this dream where it's like you're getting chased and then your legs are just like lead where it's yeah. like, and then you wake up, you're like, and then you practice. Uh, maybe, maybe no one does this part, but I do. I like get out of bed. I'm like practice running. And then mm -hmm. I'm still like, okay, I can still run. What the hell's wrong with like, daydream Tobin it's like he just doesn't know how to run I guess just, you know yeah yeah just have um, an inner thought where it's like you okay come on you run he's like I don't want to run I'm just like <laughs> you have to that's the yeah. whole point of this dream do you remember your favorite like tv show or movie growing up oh this is uh you're gonna have a good kick at this my favorite movie still is back to the future really to okay the future. yeah and, and like what drives you to back to the future like I think because that's well, like before your time Oh like, yeah, yeah. My time. No. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, again, like I said, I, I was really influenced from the from the '80s. You know, I was really influenced by the '80s, and I seen Back to the Future, and I seen a number of things. I seen that he was a kid trying to be trying to chase the rock star dream, and yeah. he had you know the the best looking girl in school, and he got to travel through different eras, 
and i just thought it was just the coolest thing he had a cool four by four truck tacoma yeah. and uh which i had i actually had one for a while okay. and I, but i sold it but so i just you know i don't know i just just the whole production on it, everything it's just got a, got a cool you know vibe he's a, he's got a cool storyline you know he goes back and and me, he meets his parents like it's just I, yeah. I think about that i'm like you know that's something i would do for sure i feel like i, I can't remember it now i i know i bought it during covid but like because i was really into journalism and there was like i, I think the tagline to the movie is like when the journalist becomes the rock star so they go on like this whole kind of like they're just supposed to like you know kind of interview a local band or whatever and then they yeah. this local band becomes kind of successful but they take this guy as like their journalist and he gets to live the life of a rock star oh yeah 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 and like i've never re- i don't think i've seen it but i like i like the concept and one day i will watch it but like i bought it based on like sometimes you look at a movie and like i like the actors i yeah. like the plot this is like i looked at it during like covid and i was just like I find, it kind of sounds like what I'd want to do for my career. Like for yeah. once, it's like is that, someone, someone invites you to something and be like, Oh yeah, I'm living your lifestyle. Yeah. I think, is that almost famous? Is that what, is that what there, it is? You yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too. I could yeah. have said that one. Actually, I could have said yeah. that one. So have you, have you seen it? I have. Yeah. Is it, is it, does it like, does it hold up or is it almost like it's shit? No, uh, no, it's, uh, eh, it's a good, I see. I like, I'm, yeah, okay. I, I love movies, so I can appreciate almost everything, but Okay. Uh, no, that's a good, good one. That's, you should watch you, that one. You, you, save, you save your answer because if you're like, man, it's the greatest movie ever, I'd be like, and then I watch it, like, get me Peter on the phone. No, right the fuck I'm now. giving you, I'm giving you realistic <laughs> expectations. You know, yeah. The last one they have here for a random question. Uh, this one's not. Uh, this one's pretty interesting. It's somewhat random, but I just want to ask it anyway. What's like either some of the best advice you got or the worst advice you got in your career? It's like the, the best man. advice I got was don't do Toby tonight. The worst advice <laughs> was when someone said. Yeah, Dewey's show anyway, and now I'm here. No, no. Yeah, no, no. Best advice. That's a hard one because I've had, I've been given a lot of great advice. Why one um, like kind of sticks out, I guess, like, because, you know, like, I understand, like, people give you all kinds of advice, and sometimes you're like, that actually worked here, this worked here, but like, something that like really sticks out or pinpoints mm-hmm. you, like, man, okay, that stuck with me for a reason, obviously. I can't remember who said it or if I got it from. <laughs> Like a, VH, a VH1 <laughs> like special or something, yeah. but I, I'd say it's like it's the fact that at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the audience. It's about the connection, the interaction, uh, and it's about good songs. You know, it's not about. I mean, I guess it can be an intrinsic thing. I think it can be. You know, music can be therapeutic, and you know, all that sort of thing. But like, I mean, I think the best. Yeah, the best advice I think I got is like don't make it about yourself, you know, make okay. it about this, this, it's a service. I think, you know, at the end of the yeah. day, as a songwriter and a storyteller, if you're podcasting, if you're writing yeah. a book, whatever, I think, I don't think maybe it shouldn't be always about you. It should be, you know, about, about the, the service, the, the service you're giving to somebody that this, this yeah. storytelling, the, you know, make it about the audience, especially in songwriting, you know, I think personally, I mean, with with songwriting, I mean, you should you should write something that's relatable. It it doesn't need to be, I don't think some like epic monologue about about yourself. I think it should be it should be you know it should be that that sort like I said that service. It I should, like that. So that should go. be that yeah. should be your next single. Single just like an epic an epic monologue, and then someone's just like, I I liked these other songs better. It sounded like he was engaged with us. This one sounds <laughs> yeah, like he's go. all about himself. Oh yeah, I'm rambling, no. but you know what I mean. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Peter Vance for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. 
Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.